following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan it's time for the huge show from the east side to the west side to the UP the huge show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE that's 1-866-838-4843 now the huge one Bill Simonson What's up, Michigan? It is time to get together on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show, 19 stations strong for the one close to you. Go to thehugeshow.net. There you can listen to the free stream weekdays at 3 and on the iHeart app. Search The Huge Show and you can listen anywhere in the world. Inside this broadcast, Anthony Broom from TheWolverine.com will join us. More to the... Sanderson, Juwan Howard, vocal altercation now that reportedly has led to an HR complaint being filed by the strength and conditioning coach for Michigan basketball. I don't know how Howard's going to survive this living on zero tolerance, but you are innocent until proven guilty. We'll see what happens. I did see a photo on Twitter. Howard and Izzo were both at a, I think, Detroit Redford high school game. Watching recruits sit next to each other. Izzo gets it, man. He does. Juwan Howard is fiery. I just don't think he's a good X's and O's coach. I think they're better coached with Martelli than they are with Howard. And that that was said on this show before this episode. So we'll talk to Anthony Broom in a moment. I do want to give a shout out to Hudsonville Unity Christian last night. Great high school. Met the Allendale Christian principal. They had a concession stand. I was rushing to watch Lizzie Risden, the freshman sensation for Zeeland East girls basketball. Jeff Risden's daughter, Lane, the 6'9", owner of the paint, was there for Zeeland East. He wasn't playing. He was watching his sister. And I've had Rizzy on air for over two years and met his wife. And his wife gave me that look, though. Like, Jeff goes, this is Bill Simonson. Oh, just a look. I've seen that before from Buddy's wives. His daughter's a talented freshman at Zeeland East. But they had a nice concession stand. I was running from the show out to Hudsonville, and I didn't have cash. So I'm thinking, they're just going to have the square, and I'll use my Apple Pay or card. I go up there to pay. I had to dig up, like, money out of my golf bag. Ones and everything all crumpled up. And I could see they knew who I was, but they're thinking, the dude doesn't have a 10. And then I go, you got a square? And then they go, no, we're we're working on it. And I'm like, oh, they had a great setup to sit down and enjoy your concession, stand food. It really was cool outside the gym. So I sit down, I realize like, oh man, I didn't 
I think I see someone get popcorn. I'm like, I need a popcorn. And my pop's done after they had two pieces of pizza. I walk back up and I go, and I'm standing there. I know I, they have no square. I have no money. So now a couple of listeners from Zealand East, I think one's a teacher. I look like a homeless guy asking people to buy me another Diet Pepsi and a popcorn. And it is Zealand, and I'm not going to stereotype Dutch people. He just walks away and says no. And I wanted to say, don't listen again then. And then I meet another Lucas Smith. This one from Zealand, Lucas Smith from Hudsonville, the brother of Ross Smith, an American hero who gave his life fighting for our country and died fighting for it. Lucas, his daughters go to Zealand East. And now I can't ask him. I can't double mooch. So I go back to the window for the concession stand and just stand there because I want a popcorn. I want a starburst and I need another Diet Pepsi. So now I look at the crew, the Allendale Christian principal, and one guy, you know, Hudsonville Unity Christian Booster, and they have a great school, just a feeling of peace in that lobby, and they're, they're good in a ton of sports. He just slides me the popcorn in the Starburst. The Diet Pepsi's still not there. I'm still standing there, and they're like, I go, can I bring some money back tomorrow? (laughs) 30-minute drive from my house. Up to that point, I need a Diet Pepsi. I go, do you got a vending machine where I could slide my Apple Pay or my credit card? No. And that guy goes again, he goes, here, and slides me the Diet Pepsi. I felt like a mooch. And then I walk into the gym, Superfly, I cannot believe how many people listen to the show. Oh, I'm dead serious. I, I couldn't go sit down until after the national anthem. I almost was walking around like LeBron James when he's going to watch his son. He's walking around looking for his seat during the national anthem. Stand there, LeBron. Speaking of the NBA, Draymond Green with a horrible cheap shot again. I, I say suspend that guy. For the rest of the year. I'll talk about that story. He did apologize. It was so intentional. Cheap and weak. It was. I got that video up. at Huge Show on Twitter. The Huge Show on Facebook. And Mark Ewell. In about 20 minutes will join us in studio. Once a month he comes in and hangs out. And we'll talk the latest in high school sports. Winter sports underway. What were some of the best stories in high school sports in 2023? And if you want to give a shout-out to somebody you know who played fall high school sports, boys or girls, in the state of Michigan, we'll do the on-air shout-outs. we do that a couple of times a year. Drop that at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. This show is dedicated to the concession stands team at Hudsonville Unity Christian. That's a lot of publicity they're getting for a damn Starburst popcorn and soda. What's that, five bucks? Get a square out there. They're working on it. It's a brand new high school. It's beautiful. It's 2023. Get a square. My God, I I guarantee people were kind of murmuring, walking by, going, 
I didn't realize Huge was homeless. The one listener, and I met him before at Railside Golf Club. He's a teacher. I forget his name. For Sealand East. When I said, hey, just grab me a, a Diet Pepsi, and he just walked away. And I'm thinking, I'm not going to stereotype Dutch people. I'm not going to do that. It's not my place. But my first thought was holding my popcorn with my Starburst, but yet I don't have my second Diet Pepsi. Are you kidding me? I'm not going to walk into Risen's family. Hey, Lane, good job. You're 6'9", big kid, getting recruited. You got five bucks so I can get my Diet Pepsi, Starburst, and popcorn? Oh, yeah, good to meet you, too. Oh, have you met my girlfriend, Alexa, from Zealand West? Yeah, Alexa, you got five bucks? I was this close to panhandling in the lobby at Hudsonville Unity Christian High School. Uh, uh, let's go get an update on this Howard situation. Just another soap opera that the University of Michigan Athletic Department doesn't need. Uh, Anthony Broom, he follows everything Michigan sports for the Wolverine.com. He's standing by on the roast number coffee guest line. So, Anthony, what's the latest in this story? I know I, I shared the story at the Wolverine.com, but tell people what's going on. Yeah, essentially what it appears is that uh, obviously everything that is known about the Jawan Howard and John Sanderson altercation, uh, there was some sort of argument or disagreement or whatever it was. The two men got chest to chest with each other and in a bit of a yelling match it appears in front of the team uh, before, I think it was sometime last Thursday and it got, it wasn't physical, um, although you can debate the merits of, you know, if, if getting chest to chest with someone is physical, but they had to be separated. Uh, it sounds like John Sanderson filed some sort of report or complaint, whatever you want to call it, to HR. And now it's pending, you know, a university review and ultimately board manual will decide where it goes from there. But I mean, you're right. It is just, you know, when you look at what took place, whether it was, you know, Jace Howard, uh, who was also involved in this, say, you know, kind of lashing out about why he hasn't been cleared to come back from his injury yet. There's, pro- you know, some frustration there, some frustration from John Sanderson in terms of guys not maybe making treatment on time or whatever it is. But there is no good look or good outcome for any of the three parties here. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, you know, as the head coach, you are responsible for being, I think, a leader. And, and being someone who sort of tones down or turns the temperature down on these types of situations instead of escalating them, uh, John Sanderson, probably at the same time, that's not really a uh, maybe the appropriate forum to vent your frustrations about players or the team culture. And, and Jace Howard as well. I mean, if he was not showing up to treatment or missed the treatment thing and is frustrated about his current status, then, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of this perfect storm of temperature or tempers boiling over into something where, again, I don't know that this is on its own a fireable offense for either guy, but when you look at a guy like Juwan Howard and what's going on with him in the past, I mean, there is a zero tolerance policy on him right now in terms of, you know, coming off of the, what happened at Wisconsin a couple of years ago and things like that. So just a really odd, um, you know, you can kind of, you can kind of call this its own thing. It's not exactly an isolated incident, but 
it is another incident, and it is something else that Jawan Howard is directly involved in um, in a time where he's not really even officially the acting head coach. So, uh, I mean, it still is his program, but just a, the energy has been weird all year so far, and this is uh, the weirdest it's been to, to date. Anthony Broom for the Wolverine.com joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee Guest Line talking about the latest in regards to a vocal, it seems, altercation between Coach Sanderson, the strength coach, and Juwan Howard. I think to have a HR report filed, as Brendan Quinn, the athletic, uh, reported, there must have been something really bad said. Uh, and again, we, we, we're not going to have access because of employee records. There must have been something said by Howard or alleged to have been said by Howard from Sanderson that was that bad as to go file an HR complaint. Yeah, I mean, because, again, there's, there's to a certain extent you can kind of go, oh, well, you know, boys will be boys, right? Like tempers flare up from time to time. But to have a guy who – I mean, and John, John Sanderson's not a nobody. He's someone who's been – with the program, I think for 15 years he was he was here under John Beeline. He knows he knows how this is supposed to work, what it's supposed to look like, what's appropriate, what's not. So again, uh, you, not exactly taking sides here, but when you do see a guy comment, you know, allegedly comment about the team's culture, and then go to HR about something that occurred or something that was said to him, to me, I mean, that's you know, absence of more information, it does kind of seem like. A line was crossed. Um, something was said that goes beyond frustrations of, you know, what's going on inside the program or what's going on with someone's job function. I don't know if it got personal, how personal it got, how maybe inappropriate it got. We know that Jawan in the past has had a bit of a temper. So, um, again, also strange to have tempers flare up when you are in the 12th week of a 12-week recovery from heart surgery. So, I guess in some respects, maybe things are – as close to being as back to normal for Juwan as they have been to this point. But it is just, uh, it's clear that this wasn't just guys yelling at each other about, you know, what's going on in a moment. It just seems like this went, this crossed the line, this went to the next level. And now we wait and see what comes next of it. But, um, you know, if something, if a line was crossed, if something was said that was inappropriate, then, that's going to be, I think that's, I suspect that will be bad news for Jawan Howard moving forward, given that there is that zero tolerance policy um, on his resume. And it wasn't done privately with Sanderson and Howard yelling in an office or the weight room or the locker room. Uh, it was done in front of the team. So we'll see how the story plays out. That's the latest from the Wolverine.com. You can follow everything University of Michigan athletics. The actual games are pretty entertaining away from the soap operas. Uh, beyond the particular playing fields. Michigan getting ready for Alabama on New Year's Day. Anthony, always appreciate the updates. Of course. Thank you, guys. All right, Anthony Broom checking in. Speaking of Michigan, Alabama on New Year's Day, you can join me at Celebration Cinema North. They're showing the big game, Alabama and Michigan on the big screens with the recliners. And they got adult beverages for sale. Non-alcoholic beverages. Great food delivered right to your seat. You can get your tickets for Celebration Cinema North in Grand Rapids, Studio Park in Grand Rapids, Celebration Cinema South, other Celebration Cinema locations 
across Michigan. Just go to CelebrationCinema.com. That is CelebrationCinema.com. And you can join the huge show and our flagship station, 96.1 The Game, at Celebration Cinema North on New Year's Day for Michigan, Alabama. And again, being shown in the Grand Rapids area, Studio Park, Celebration Cinema South, and other Celebration Cinema locations across Michigan for the one close to you and also to get your tickets right now. While they last, go to CelebrationCinema.com. On the way, Mark Ewell, Executive Director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association, will join us in studio. We'll get the latest on high school sports, boys and girls across this state. Also, what were some of the great stories in 2023 at Michigan high schools when it comes to sports? And if you want to give a shout-out for a boy or girl student-athlete you know and they did something special this fall, or you just want to give them some on-air love, uh, we'll read some of those. I had the Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show on Facebook, and also join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Mark will also give us an update on any new sports that could be added for the next school year and what's the latest from our state capital when it comes to name, image, and likeness money possibly being available for Michigan high school athletes in the near future. Mark Hewell, Executive Director of the MHSAA, will join us next in studio. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. Deck your cart with Meyer Savings. This year, give the gift of savings from Meyer. Santa Bucks will save you plenty. This Wednesday through Saturday, save up to $50 when you decide what's on sale with Santa Bucks. Ho, ho, ho. Savings for all. Plus, stack your savings with M Perks December Daily Deals. Check back every day for the newest can't miss deals. Shop Wednesday through Saturday to save even more when you use M Perks at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.tv. That's MHSAA.tv. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Imagine this, a day filled with indulgence, bursting with excitement, and packed with extraordinary moments that build memories to last a lifetime. A day that is unmistakably yours, at the place that is undeniably spectacular. Whether you're winning big, dining lavishly, or relaxing oh so comfortably, it's your getaway reimagined at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Huge here for Urban U. They are Michigan's favorite med spa locations throughout West Michigan and also on the east side of the state in Northville. And this is for any guy listening right now or lady. 
If you want the perfect holiday gift for somebody you care about, you need to think about the holiday specials happening at theurbanu.com. That's theurbanu.com. And for the holidays, Urban U is offering holiday tiers until December 30th through the end of the year. Purchasing a holiday tier is the perfect way to treat yourself or that person in your life that you care about or your family. And you get your holiday gift shopping done quick at theurbanu.com. And what are holiday tiers? Holiday tiers are the best way to get rewarded big time for investing in your health, wellness, and beauty services. Simple and easy. If you want to take care of everything for the holidays, go to theurbanu.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer on a Wednesday broadcast presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Winter sports in full stream right now. Remember, you can watch them live and on demand at MHSAA.tv. Road to the Breslin is already underway. I was looking on the MHSAA social networks and they're doing weekly stories on teams and the Road to the Breslin. I went and saw Hudsonville Unity Christian and Zealand East girls last night because Jeff Risden has a freshman daughter, as I mentioned, who plays for Zealand East. So I said to myself last night, I don't go to enough high school games because my kids don't play any winter sports. And I, I will go to Forest Hills Eastern a lot just because it's down the street and I'm over 60 and I get in free. <laughs> <laughs> I do. And I have to tell them. Like, they go, oh, you're not 60. I go, I'm 62. They're like, really? Go ahead. You're in free. And then I don't even wait in line. Like, I got a VIP mooch line right here. It'll be football. There'll be a line out the block. And I'm like, I'm good. They go, excuse me, Mr. Simonson, do you have a pass? I go, Mark Ewell's on the show. That's all you need to know. I've played the Mark Ewell card like I'm a dealer in Vegas. <laughs> Speaking of Mark, he does join us uh, in studio once a month. We get together face-to-face and talk about what's going on with Michigan high school sports. Yeah, just sitting there last night at Hudsonville Unity Christian. They have a newer facility and just uh, how, how good, how innocent high school sports still are. Looking at the Risdens, watching their freshman daughter and Lane, the 6'9" senior brother with his girlfriend and the family supporting them and grabbing something from the concession stand and they don't have a square for my credit card so I basically got a panhandle for popcorn, (laughs) Starburst and a Diet Pepsi. Uh, You with the huge show? Yeah. I have zero money on me. Uh, Can I... I'll give you my car. I got a Denali out in the lawn. (laughs) Do you want... Still something great. Uh, And not having a connection outside of knowing uh, Jeff... 
on here the last couple of years. There's still something beautiful about a high school sporting event. There is. It, uh, it's the most amateur uh, thing that's left. You can get in for, uh, you know, really a five or six dollar, uh, you know, admission most nights. And, you know, it, it's I think it's the best value around and uh, all kinds of great stories that, uh, you know, now that we're making the move indoors. Uh, it's a long three months, the winter season. If you ask school people, is always the longest season. But uh, yeah, it, winter is off and running. And before you know it, Bill, we'll be talking about championships in February and March. Yeah, and that road to the Breslin, like I said, at MHSAA and MHSAA on Facebook already showcasing uh, what some teams are doing across the state. And man, when you look at this year, and I, I, that's why when I texted you about coming on this week, how fast this year went by. And, yeah. and you look at the high school sports from the spring of 2023 through the winter championships to the spring championships, how quick the football season came and went with an unbelievable weekend at Ford Field. By the way, I have had massive comments about how much people like the Sunday state championships either going there or watching them, how it fit their schedule so much better. It's always the dilemma of Thanksgiving weekend is when, you know, on our traditional schedule being Friday, Saturday, there's a ton going on on Friday. You've still got many people that have got family members that are are still there and, you know, haven't uh, traveled yet from from Thursday's Thanksgiving. And it, it was interesting to do it. Um, our crowds on Sunday were as good as we've had in a decade plus. Now, part of that was matchups, but I think also part of that was the stage was clear. Yeah, you had some NFL games going on on that Sunday, but the Lions had already played on Thursday, and all the college stuff uh, you know, was done at that point. So, no, we had to do it out of necessity, but uh, the feedback and, and the numbers we got this year were really interesting. Any thought to possibly making it Saturday, Sunday permanently moving forward? No, not yet. We'll, we'll talk about it and discuss it. Um, you know, we've, we'll meet with our board here uh, in the winter and the spring and see where they're at. But uh, no, the plan and, and our agreement for next year is we will go back to Friday, Saturday. But at least now it gives us uh, something we can at least talk about and, and think about. Yeah. And part of it is you have to look at the Ford Field people. Uh, you appreciate the bigger crowds. The fans seem to like the Sunday, but the Ford Field people may want a Sunday off. It is, and we got lucky this year. Our last game on Sunday was two Metro Detroit teams, but I think we would have gotten a lot more pushback if the the teams in those last two games on Sunday were were heading home five and six hours away rather than um, you know a half hour or forty five minutes top. So all the stars aligned for us really really well this year uh, to pull off Saturday and Sunday as well as we did. But uh, no, well the plan is back on Friday Saturday, and and like I said, we now have something. We've got some real live data and experience that uh, we can keep talking about. So you're a guy in our, you know, what, four years of talking on and off air. You always have, you watch an event, you watch a season, uh, you see a sport and you think, okay, what's the next move in that sport? When you look at the high school state championships at Ford Field beyond uh, the one Sunday because of Michigan State, Penn State playing on Friday night, is there anything you could do as a group 
in East Lansing at the Michigan High School Athletic Association you think that would help the football state championships? That is an almost daily conversation in our building, and not just about football, but about everything. I, I encourage our staff all the time, never turn into a date changer. In other words, what did we do last year? Just change the dates, and we're all set for the next year. I am someone who I, I truly believe it's probably my coaching background from a long, long time ago. You're either getting better or you're getting worse. There's no such thing as staying the same. And uh, you've constantly got to critically look at what you're doing, how you're doing it, um, how's it, how's it impacting the experiences of kids, uh, how's it impacting the experiences of of the school and the school community that's there. Everything from you know the the format of our regular season, how teams are qualifying to get into the playoffs. So all of that is uh, on the table after every season. I do think that when you talk to especially our football coaches group, there's a lot of support for not tinkering with the playoffs that you should have to qualify to get in. Um, Even with the 256 qualifiers getting in, um, there were a lot of one-sided games in those first two weeks of our playoffs. And when you expand the field more to include more teams to get in, the reality is, and and there's really no spin here, is you're going to have more one-sided games, uh, even more of those, uh, if more teams qualify and get in. Uh, the the social media traffic the night of the the selection show and the pairing show um, and Bill as you've talked about on air the watch parties the gatherings the way we roll out our football playoffs is a big deal in 300 uh, plus communities in our state and I want to make sure that we don't lose that that uh, um, it is a real special thing to make the playoffs and to see your school name uh, there come across on the screen and. Uh, um, we can't lose sight of that uh, as we keep looking to tweak moving forward. And with social networks, when the videos of the team celebrating well, where they're going, who they're playing, uh, it, it's a good look uh, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, on the stories. I, I think the only thing I would do would I would seed those regions where one district doesn't have four great teams and. Sure. And there's one good team in the other district. I, I regionally, I'm not talking statewide, not not top to bottom seeding divisions, but I'd, I'd seed that that region from one to eight. Regional seeding. I know the football coaches association. They're going to bring that proposal forward again, and uh, it'll get lots of discussion and debate. I do think that certainly addresses the issue of of one really tough district and a district that's maybe not quite so tough. That looks better and better in our more metropolitan areas, the further north that you go to where those schools get spread out. Um, you, you just always are looking to see if regional seating would then create uh, inordinate amounts of extra travel. So that's the balance. Again, we've got a lot of smart people um, in our schools. It'll be part of that committee meeting. But uh, no, regional seating is something that uh, will continue to get looked at very closely. Mark Ewell, Executive Director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association, joining us in studio. If you have a high school comment or question, or you want to give a shout-out to a boy or girl athlete who just completed fall sports anywhere in Michigan, you can drop those at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, uh, on air, on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. I was talking with Buck Gino, who does high school football on our flagship station, 96 won the game. And you mentioned selection Sunday for the playoffs, uh, the video reviews for the state championship games, which I thought went well. I thought they came into play 
and it was well done. Uh, it, it's almost like the elevation of the high school game at the levels, you know, one through eight and even down to uh, eight man really is at an all time high for interest in the state of Michigan. It is. Um I appreciate you saying that about the video review where, uh, you know, well, you, you gave me that look like either you personally or you, you had a lot of heat from others. No heat from others. This is me uh, really being in the both the, the high school and small college football world myself for for nearly 30 years. Um, it takes it's taking too long. Um, those reviews that are automatic with confirming scoring plays and turnovers. Um, we needed to do those a little bit more efficiently. The pace of, of our games were great this year. Um, the pace of play was something that uh, we've got to, we've got to get better. Um, that you know when things do get reviewed, what, what what's the biggest thing? Why everybody uh, complains about replay? It, it takes, takes too, too long. It takes right, too right. long, and that's something we have to really really be careful about. Limited uh, replay is very limited for us, intentionally so. Um, so no, it's good to have that safety net. Their officials don't want to walk out of the building uh, being the reason that the wrong team won based on what happened on the field. But yet uh, we can't get too enamored with replay to where the the pace of our game completely slows down and that's something that uh and i appreciate you saying it was good this year my goal is that uh, good gets very good next year good doesn't cut it with yo it's got to be great what about a skybox they have the accelerated review in the nfl where things happen in a hurry once in a while you see that one very you know it's like a comet haley's comet coming across but what about a skybox where you have like three officials who work that who are then the the official doesn't have to go look at a camera he's told in an earpiece touchdown fumble interception whatever they're allowed to review so that, that would expedite it it would so a little bit of inside football we're seeing bits and pieces of that now so whenever you're watching that that coming up the college bowl game or the NFL game when the referee flips on the microphone and says after further discussion this is what we're doing. Well, what's happened is officials now have what's called everybody is an earpiece and it's called an O2O official to official communication system, which has the guys on guys and gals on the field along with the replay and the communicator up in the press box. And when they give you the after the discussion, what's happened is somebody from up in the press box got on the radios and said, hey, that ball hit the ground. We don't need to go to a full-blown replay. After discussion, it's incomplete. So they're getting better at that. Um, one of the neatest parts of my job right now is is I serve on the national on the board of directors for the National Association of Sports Officials, NASO. One of my fellow board members is Dean Blandino. Dean, of course, is the former NFL supervisor of, of football officials. And Dean is now taking over the combined USFL and help me. What's XFL? The, thank you. The combined USFL and XFL. And if you watched any of the telecasts this spring, I know it didn't get much bounce unless uh, you were into, let's just say, the point spreads of those games. Really? But but the, the broadcast has Dean literally sitting at a command center, and if Dean sees something on his six monitors, he's able to get on the radio, communicate with the on-field officials immediately, and they've had a lot of success with that. So whenever I'm at those board meetings four times a year, um, I often try and sit right next to Dean and just pick his his brain 
because what they're doing in the, like I said, they're now combining the USFL and the XFL, but they are like the football laboratory in terms of rules and officiating and how can we make this better? How can we make it more efficient? How can we make it a better product for TV? And so again, it's just one of those little secondary experiences that I get, but uh, you know, I'm always keeping my ears open. And if there's a, a couple of ideas that I can steal that what Dean is thinking about and, and just, this is my honest opinion if the NFL was, if they were, they are smart, but if they were even smarter, they should go back after Dean. Um, I've never met somebody who was more in tune and more technologically savvy with football in the way that the game is officiated. So I think what the NFL needs is what the NHL has. NHL, I think they have a command center, either it's Toronto or New York City. And the hockey refs do not look at a screen. I think they just talk to someone in the command center who tells them no goal, goal, uh, major penalty, whatever they're allowed to review. I don't have the full list in the NHL. That's what the NFL needs. Don't have the official and college football. Don't have them run way over to a camera. Don't have them do that. Have someone, there's a skybox, which is a Dean Blandino could be for you. You could have two officials who are up there quickly reviewing it. Uh, and boom, they tell the official, he stands there, doesn't walk over to near any coach, isn't getting any feedback, and is told uh, no catch, catch, touchdown, cross the plane, whatever it is. I think that's an easy way to expedite it. I do. No, that makes a lot of sense. Um, part of the reason, and so again, everything in life tends to be cyclical, the reason that they have the monitor for the official to go over and look at was communication. When replay first started, there were lots of times to where the replay official upstairs thought something was called one way on the field through the the radio communication back and forth. That information wasn't accurately given to the press box. And then when they would call down, um, it was a wrong interpretation. So one of the reasons why a referee goes over and is looking right now at a video screen is they're in communication with the replay official to make sure that the replay official clearly understands what we had on the field, why it was called on the field. So I agree with you, though, Bill, if um, we can somehow make the process in the thing is with football, I think we've all come to accept it to a certain degree. The thing I can't stand watching right now is basketball to where we get under the, the last minute oh, of the game. And, and they're all going the, over to the screen and they're spending five minutes, you know, college and pro that have a command center. Big 10 could have it. conferences no. could have it. You, you could put it with all the extra booth space you have at Ford field on your high school football state championship weekends. You could have a booth that has, multiple monitors, the feeds, they look at it and they tell the official quickly. But it, I, I like how you're dealing with it, uh, with the changes, uh, with the technological advancements. So good stuff. Mark Ewell, Executive Director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association in studio. A lot to talk about. Uh, we'll get to some of the great stories in high school sports from 2023. Latest on name, image, and likeness money. Is it coming for Michigan high school athletes anytime soon? And your feedback on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. And if you want to give a shout-out to a boy or girl high school fall athlete at a Michigan high school, go to Add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. 
Get your groove on. Everybody get up. Friday, December 15th at Soaring Eagle Casino. Robin Thicke. Same show, same night. Montel Jordan. Tickets start at $53. On sale now at the box office and etix.com. Party hard. Slide into smooth. Robin Thicke and Montel Jordan. Friday, December 15th at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Where are you watching the Michigan-Alabama game on New Year's Day? Where you can join the huge show at Celebration Cinema North in Grand Rapids and other Celebration Cinema locations will be showing the game. For more info, go to CelebrationCinema.com. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Huge here for my good friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now the Pistons and NBA action is out there with the NBA in-season tournament. Time for you to get in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Use code HUGE when you sign up, and then you can get 150 instantly in bonus bets. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code HUGE when you sign up, and new customers will get that 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on the Pistons or any NBA game. That's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and only when you use code HUGE. The crown is yours. Remember, code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app to get that 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on the Pistons or any NBA game. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, Call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. Must be 21 or older, physically present in Michigan. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Across Michigan Wednesdays are sponsored by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can watch live and on-demand boys and girls high school sports at MHSAA.tv. If you have a high school comment or question, Mark Ewell, Executive Director of the MHSAA in studio today, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE on the Mercantile Bank. Listener line, give a shout-out to a boy or girl Fall athlete at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. Let's go down to Adrian. 
listening on 96.5 The Cave. Kirk, uh, you're on The Huge Show. Well, thank you, first of all, for taking my call. I appreciate it, gentlemen. No problem, buddy. Thanks for listening. No problem. Um, so what's the possibility that, uh, like, the eight-man football championship uh, moved to a different location from the Northern Michigan University um, to somewhere else, like in the Lower Peninsula, since all the teams from this year's championship were located um, in the Lower Peninsula, like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday at Ford Field, you know, because it's a week prior to the 11-man state championship? Uh, that's a great question, Kirk. Uh, Mark, your thoughts on... Uh, the eight man, it, it has played indoors uh, in indoor locations are limited basically to Ford Field and Northern Michigan University, right? It, it is. Um, we did play during the, the COVID year. We played our eight player at the Legacy Center, which is an indoor facility just outside of Brighton. Um, the issue with the Legacy Center is very, very limited seating. Um, that's a fair question. Uh, I think this was the first year that we've... So first of all, when we started eight-player football, our finals were outdoors at Greenville High School. And if you've never been to the facility, uh, Greenville has a facility that any MIAA or even a, a GLIAC school would 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 be envious of. All right, well, let's uh, hold that question because I'm hitting a network break here and we'll answer Kirk's question from the Sports Cave down in Adrian Margul, Executive Director of the MHSAA in studio, you have a high school sports question, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Big. Bad. Huge.